Welcome to Freedom for Anyone Ministry Podcast. Here at FAM, we believe that no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've done, freedom is waiting on you through the work of Jesus Christ. We hope that you are blessed by this week's message. stumbling through that last scripture. Trust me, I know it. But anyway, let's get back to last week. Last week we talked about the, the prodigal son and the, the definition. I'm going to give you an, an additional definition. One was wasteful. We talked about it was wasteful. There's an additional definition by Webster that says one who was absent and returned. There's also another definition by Webster. But we, we focused on the concept of wasteful, being wasteful. We talked about the, the prodigal son, how he took from the father out of time, out of his rightful time, and how he went and he separated himself and he lived a, a riotous life and he wasted time, he wasted the relationship, he wasted the resources that were given to him by this father. Remember last week we talked about there being three characters to this story? Three characters to the story. Now, the reason there are three characters here in this parable is because Jesus is actually in the company of all three characters. Jesus is he's talking to the Gentile. The one, the one who uh, it wasn't necessarily naturally in that he's trying to grab and bring in and pull in, right? He's talking to the, to the, the Jews who are trying to attain righteousness by works, right? And then he's also talking about himself. So there is the, 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 the prodigal son. There is the eldest brother. We'll get to him next week because he a mess. And uh, there's the, the father. This morning I want to focus on the father. I want to focus on the father. It's a peculiar. Maybe they picked that song because they knew what I was going to talk about today, but... Uh, the, the, the love of God. I want to kind of focus on that this morning. I want to focus on this father. You know, I, I tried to find a definition for this word father, but there really isn't a full definition of it. It's kind of one of those words that in and of itself retains the noun. Father is just father. There's really not much of a definition. We could have tried to apply a definition to it, but really a father is just a father. It just means it's not just um, who you are, it's also what you do. It's also what you do. So this morning, I'm going to go back to the book of Luke, chapter 15, and we're going to start at verse 11 this morning. Excuse me, verse 17. Excuse me, verse 17. Luke, chapter 15, we're going to start at verse 17. Somebody said, we already read Pastor, uh, verse 11. Pastor, don't make us go all the way back. We're going to go to verse 17. We're going to start there. All right? And we're just going to kind of overlap kind of segue out of the youngest brother, the prodigal son, toward the father. All right? Verse 17. This is the prodigal son after he's been eating with the pigs. He's been eating with the pigs. If there's anybody out there this morning, you don't know the Lord. Here in this room or online, I want to tell you, you don't have to eat with the pigs. You don't have to eat with what they eat. You don't have to eat whatever the world shoves in your face. 
You don't have to eat whatever the world says you're, you're good for. This is all you're good for. That's not true. Amen. I want to tell you that this morning, by the love of God, that whatever the world decides to throw at you is not just what you have to take. I want to tell you, you have a father that loves you. And even though you might be distant from that father, that father is waiting on you to come to yourself. That, while that father is waiting on you to come to yourself and recognize the love that he has for you. I want to tell you this morning that you're not too far gone away from the father. I don't care how much distance there is between you and the father. You can always come to yourself, turn around and go back home. The, that word repentance means to turn. I want to tell you this morning, you can turn and go back to the father. I want to tell you this morning that that's the reason that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. He died on the cross of Calvary so that when you come to yourself, you can turn around and go back to this father that loved you from the very beginning. That's the whole point of it all. Jesus didn't just die for the sake of dying. He didn't just go through pain for the sake of pain. He went through so that when you come to yourself, you can say, I got a father back home that loved me and I'll go back as a servant. I want you to know this morning there's a God that loves you. I don't care what the world has said to you. I don't care what you've been through. I've been through a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you this morning, from experience, there is a Father that loves you. Maybe we don't say that enough. I, maybe we paint God as this, this angry uh, Zeus-like character with a thunderbolt that's ready to strike you down as soon as you cut somebody out. You know, everybody slipped up every once in a while and you know. But that's not the God that we serve. I'm gonna, Jesus is giving you the example. I'm, I'm going to keep reading. Don't worry. But he's giving you the example of the father we have. Can you do me a favor? Switch that AC to off and then to on in about five minutes so we can get some air in here. Verse 17. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, at home, that's where you belong. He didn't say at my dad's house only. That's not what he meant. He meant at home. Even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying with hunger. Dying. Dying. He said, here I am dying. See, that's the trick of the enemy, y'all. The trick of the enemy, I'm sorry to go back to the prodigal, but i got to explain him to explain the father. See, that's the trick of the enemy. When he came to himself, he realized he wasn't having fun. He was dying. When you finally understand that the thing that the world calls fun is actually what's killing you, it'll help you come to yourself. The stuff that they say is, well, let's go have fun. Let's go have fun. But the father says, don't go there. It's killing you. Why? Why do you stay out in the world? Why do you stay out there? Why are you out there? You know you belong in the father's house. My heart is broken when I see people out in the street that belong at home. Why are you hungry when there's food at the father's house? Why are you naked when there's a cloak at the father's house? Why? Why are you out there with no shoes on your feet when there's a father that'll put them on for you? Why are you out there? I want you to come to yourself this morning. If there's anybody listening to me in this room or online, come to yourself. Come to yourself. You're dying out there. You're dying out there. 
It's killing you every day you wake up away from the Father. It's another day of life that's been stolen from you. Don't you understand? You won't ever get that back. He wasted the time. The money can be made. The money can be made again. But the time can never be gotten back. It's over after that day is gone. It's gone. Don't waste the time. He said, I'm here dying of hunger. Verse 18. He says, I will go home to my father. You can go home to your father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. Verse 19. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please make me a hired servant. When you really come to yourself, when you really understand the, the gravity of your sinful nature, when you understand the disparity between the righteousness of God and the foolishness of man, you'll say, please, just make me a servant. When you fully understand how holy God is, when you fully understand how right he's been, God, you've been right all along. You saw it right. You spoke it right. Everything you do is right. When you finally understand the Father was right all along, you'll come to yourself and you'll say, please just let me come and work in the house of God. Just let me come home. Just let me come home and do the work of a servant. When you come to yourself, you say, let me go back to my father's house and work. I don't care if nobody knows who I am. I give up my position. I give up my whatever. I just want to come home. I just want to come home to my father's house. I just want to be around my father. There's a reason why he's talking about his father and not his brother. It's because he recognized the father got a love for me that the brother don't have for me. I'm going to go home to my father. Uh, Don't go to church because of the church people. They can't love you like your father. Don't go home. Don't go to church because even the pastor, I can't love you like your father. But come back to the father because he can love you when I can't. He can love you when I can't. He he can be merciful when I can't. When my patience is dried up, the Father will be patient with you. When my time is, I'm too busy, the Father will make time for you. I'm talking about the Son because I'm trying to give glory to the Father. So you you can't give glory to the Father without talking about the Son a little bit. Uh, So he said, please, take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his Father. And while he was still a long way off. Somebody say a long way. The Bible says while he was still a long way. His father saw him. While he was a long way. The Bible says his father saw him. The only reason the father sees you is because the father's looking for you. The only reason he could see him is he was looking for him alone. He didn't just see him at the front door. He wasn't inside the house comfortable. The father had to be outside with his eyes open. Looking, the Bible say a long way off. He said a long way. Has there any, I want you to close your eyes. 
I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about that person. That person you prayed for for a very long time. That person you've been asking God to deliver. That person you've been hoping will come to Jesus. I want you to think about that person. How many times have you prayed for that person? How many times have you asked God to help that person? Now I want you to imagine you see that person and they're walking toward the house of God. It's going to bring something of joy inside of you. Listen, the Father is on the outside and he's looking for you. He's looking for you. They say, all those people at church, they judge me. You're right. My God, you're right. We're a bunch of judgmental hypocrites. But I want to tell you about this father. My God, this father that loves you. I want to tell you this morning, this father of yours, he's looking for you. I don't care where you are. If you make up your mind and turn around. The Bible said while he was yet a long way off. God not looking for you to make the whole distance. He's just looking for you to turn around. He's not looking for you to make up all the deficit. He's just looking for you to make up your mind. That's half the battle. If you just make up your mind to come home. Will you make up your mind? Stop straddling the fence. Stop playing games. You're dying, I'm telling you. You're dying out there. I don't care what you put. You're eating, but it's killing you. My God, he said he was a long way off. The Bible says that the father saw him coming. The brother didn't see him coming. The servants didn't see him coming. It wasn't nobody but the father that saw him coming. Mm. Filled with love and compassion. Filled with love and compassion. Bill, I don't care what happens between me and my children. If one of them decides they want to leave home, my God, I'm going to be praying. But if they decide they want to turn around and they've truly changed and they make their way back, I'm going to open my doors to my children. Because I love them in a way the world can't love them. We used to sing the song, this love that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This love that I have, the Lord didn't give it to me. I'm telling you, it's the love of God in me. It's the love of the Father. The reason the world can't give it to you is because the world don't have it. You're looking for it, but it ain't got it. Huh? It ain't got it. You, know, you go to a store, you go to 7-Eleven and ask them for filet mignon. You're going to get a taquito with steak and cheese. That's the, that's the closest they can get to filet mignon. Don't ask me how I know that. And the cranberry juice, that's going to be the wine. You say, I want filet mignon and wine. They're going to give you a, a steak and jack cheese taquito and some cranberry juice. You know why? Because although we're trying, we ain't got it. You go out there if you want to. Run out to the world all you want to. Go to the club all you want to. Go to the bottles all you want to. Go to the weed man all you want to. Dip in CBD all you want to. Go to every woman you want to. Go to every man you want to. I'm telling you, you ain't going to find it because they ain't got it. You can go, but they ain't got it. They can try to give it to you, but they ain't got it. They can try to manufacture some fake aspect of it, but they ain't got it. It's the love of God. Yes, yes. They ain't got it. That's what turned me around. 
I was out there in the world. Y'all listen to me. I did it as much as anybody could do it. And I did it well. Do you hear me? I partied as much as anybody could party. I smoked with people that smoke. I couldn't even get high sometimes. I'm, I'm just telling the truth on myself. I drank with those that drank. I ran with the ladies. I did it with the boys. I did everything. I sold the dope. I did all that stuff. And at the end of it all, all I could do was weep because I couldn't find out there what I wanted. I sat at the church service, y'all. I told you before. I sat at the church service, broken hearted. This thug with a pistol. This thug is tough, man. And I begin to weep because this thug couldn't find love in the world. I couldn't find what I wanted. I couldn't find what I needed. It was something that the world couldn't give to me. I had friends that they called me my day ones. They, they my boys. I love you. But they couldn't do for me what this Jesus. What this Jesus did for me. I had heard about this Jesus. I had heard about this Jesus. I had heard about his deliverance. I had heard about his faithfulness. I had heard about his loving kindness. I had heard about his healing power. I had heard, but I hadn't experienced it. And so I was frustrated with not having the experience. So, so, I came to myself. Over by Martin Luther King Drive. The bridge on the east side, train tracks that never have any trains on them. Standing there looking at all the dirt below. And I came to myself. The Lord spoke to me. I'm telling you right now, somebody, the Lord is speaking to you. And he's saying, come to yourself. Don't you understand? I'm here waiting for you. In the book of Isaiah, I believe it was. He said, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? He said, why? Why are you doing that? He said, you have filled yourself with cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. There's another place where he says, oh, everyone that's thirsty, come and drink. Everyone that don't have any money, come by. God said, whatever you need, I got it. If you come to me, if you just come to me, if you just come home to me. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son. He ran to his son. He ran. Listen, I want you to understand that in this culture, men did not run. Here is a wealthy man. A very well-known man. A man of prominence. A man of decorum. But all of that goes out the window when he sees his son coming home. Uh, you know, I always found it peculiar that the way people depict God is that he's sitting down. He's sitting down. We're going to continue to read in this story, but I want to tell you that in the story, the Bible says that when the young man came home, the father ran to him and he began to tell the people, hey, let's start a party. I want to tell you this morning, if you lost somebody and they believed in Jesus, I want to tell you what kind of party they got going on when they make it home. God is not just sitting in a throne watching them. I don't believe. This, this picture of the Lord is when he sees somebody come home, the father is up on his feet, I want to tell you. The father's up on his feet and, and everybody else in the house, when the father get up, everybody else got to get up. Don't nobody get to sit down when the father's up. 
So I want to tell you about a party that's going on. God ain't just sitting there. When he sees somebody make up their mind, I believe the Lord jumps up and he begins to look. And that's a party that gets started. That's what I believe based on this story. Based on this story, I believe that the Lord gets up. I believe that the Lord gets up and he begins to rejoice. And he says, hey, angels, cherubims, seraphim, rejoice with me. All the elders, rejoice with me. Holy Council, rejoice with me. For this, my son, for this, my son. He says he was dead. I want to tell you, every time you walk away from God, it's not just distance, it's death. think it's just distance but it's not distance it's death he said this my son was dead huh? because when you're away from the father there is no life all we can assume is that you're dead why die when you don't have to why die when you don't have to when you can live I, I quoted a scripture to y'all a while back. And I said that the Lord said, he said, your mother and father, they tossed you in a field. Y'all remember this? He said, and you were covered with blood. He said, and I picked you up and I found you. He said, and I cleaned you off. But I didn't finish the rest of that scripture. If you finish the rest of that scripture, he says, I cleaned you off. He says, and I said to you, live. That's what God said. I didn't just pick you up and clean you off. He said, I said to you, live. Why are you dying when you can live? Why would you choose death when you can have life and life everlasting? Everybody talking about YOLO, YOLO. That's not true. I want to tell you there's life after this. There's life after this. And see, you can look at that one or two ways. See, me, I choose to look on the bright side, that the things that I'm going to get are far better than the things I've already got. Come on now. <laughs> amen, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen, amen. So while he was still a long way off, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get through it. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him, signifying how much he loved him. I, I want you, listen, 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 listen. This is a young man, ain't got shoes on his feet. How you think he smelled? He been feeding the pigs. If you ever seen pigs, but they, they're not, they not pepper. You understand? They're not cute, cute little things. They're five, six hundred pound beasts that'll eat you if you get too close to them. And they are covered in their own manure. They're covered in their own filth. So he's out there with these things and he's eating what they eat. How do you think he smelled and looked? Oh, but this father, the Bible says, I see him. I see him filth-covered. I see him dirty. I, I see him with no shoes on. I see him. But you know what? I got to go grab him. I, I don't care how he smells. and I don't care how he looks. And I don't care what he do got. And I don't care what he ain't got. I'm glad that he's home. That's why we don't worry about what people come in here and look like. Right. They come in here how they come in here. We can love them back to their right mind. We can love them back to some clean clothes. We can love them back to it. We can love them back to it. 
We yes. can be patient with them and we can be kind to them and we can embrace them when they don't smell like we want them to smell. Because the love of the Father will move you to do such things. When the world says, get away from me, ill, stinky, ill, the Father's love say, come here, let me hold you and let me kiss you. Not just let me hold you, but let me put my lips on you. And with Corona, y'all know how dangerous that is. Everybody's scared to drown down. Don't even sneeze around me. Hey, hey, hey. But the Father's love said, man, I don't care about none of that. I ain't thinking about none of that. Listen, listen, the father don't care about this outside. It don't, he don't care about what other people care about. For man, look at the outward appearance. But God, the heart. The man, man care that you smell like manure. Man care that you ain't got no shoes on. They'll make fun of you. But the father don't care nothing about that. The father cares you made it home. You know why? Because at the father's house, there's a shower. At the father's house, there's shoes. At the father's house, there's a ring. At the father's house, there's everything you need to get yourself back acclimated to society. But what ain't out there is love. So anyway, he kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but his father, his father said to his servant, quick, right now, ahora, right now, go get my son, the finest robe. I want, no, don't, don't get the little stuff. I want you, this is a picture, this is not a picture of stuff. This is a picture of God's love. He, when he's saying, go get the finest robe, he's talking about the agape of God. He's saying, go get the agape and wrap him in it. Help him to understand that the best kind of love is here for him. See? Quick, bring the finest robe in the house. That, he said the finest robe in the house. That includes his own. I want you to bring the finest one. If it's better than mine, it's better than mine. I want you to get the finest one. He says, and I want you to wrap him in it and get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Everything you didn't have when you came home, you got. Huh? And kill the fatted calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate a feast. Listen, the father didn't let him get his speech out. He didn't let, you know how we say, I'm going to tell, I'm going to go, I, 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 just make up your mind when you make it up. Yes, I don't need to hear you. I don't need to hear your speech. Your words ain't going to convince, you can't convince God with your words. It's your actions that's going to convince him. When you make up your mind and turn around, God sees that, that's enough. Yes. I don't need your words. So I'm going to tell him. And I'm going to tell you, when we try to come up with these very high-fluting prayers, and we try to sound very holy and talk like the King James Version, <laughs> when we pray, for whatever reason, we just feel more holy. Thou, O Lord, art wonderful, and <laughs> thy majesty is bestowed upon me. And God, I don't need to hear your words. Because sometimes there are groanings. 
Sometimes there's things you can't say. Sometimes you would like to be able to articulate to the Father how you feel. But there's sometimes you're not going to be able to. And the Father said, I hear you when I can't hear you. <laughs> he said, I know what you're saying when you're not speaking. I know what you're saying when you're not talking. When, when, you, when I saw you, when I saw you, that was all I needed to hear. When I saw you, that was all you had to say. No more needed to be said. No more, no more. I don't need to hear nothing else. I, I heard what you said. He said, we must celebrate, for this my son was dead and is now returned to life. When you come home, you're born again. You, 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 you come to life, you're resuscitated. You ever see somebody brought back to life? You ever see somebody that was lifeless and you see them doing chest compressions. You see them intervening, trying to bring them back to life. And when they bring, when they come back, they, they shake up. It's because they were dead and now they're alive. They, they went from one place and got jet back into another. That's what happened with the son. He said, my son was dead in his eternal life. He was lost, but now he's found. So let the party begin. I want to make just a, a, a few points to you real quick. And, and I'm going to try to make this real quick. Because to be completely honest, I'm about to sell these chairs you're sitting in. <laughs> just be honest. Just tell the truth. Anyway, I'm going to do a bad business in the middle of service. Um, now, last week, I made a point, and I said, there's still ramifications. I'm really, I'm almost done. Five minutes. I said that there are still ramifications. Y'all know me, though. There are still ramifications. Uh, we need to get saved. Still, I said there's still ramifications of the, of the prodigal son leaving. Y'all remember me saying that? that was, if you don't remember me saying that, it's because you probably wasn't here on Wednesday night. But anyway, I said... There's still ramifications. I said he still spent all his money. His money is gone. He came back home, but that money is gone. There are still ramifications of our actions. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sow, he also shall reap. And I told you, I said, I said in the negative. I said it in the negative. I said when his father dies. He got that brother to deal with. And how y'all think he going to be? He got that brother to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That brother that watched him leave and squander his money. That brother that saw him disrespect his father. That brother that didn't even, he didn't even care about it. He left. While I was working, he took off. That's the brother he's going to be left to when that father's gone. One major point I want to make, and if the Holy Ghost don't say nothing else, I'm done. And I told you, I said, man, that's going to be tough on him. I said, it's going to be tough because he's got to deal with this eldest brother that ain't no joke. He ain't no joke. He ain't no walk in the park. But last night I was studying, as I normally do. And I'm talking to the Lord about the sermon this morning. And, I, and I'm thinking about what I told y'all, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Huh? It said, just because he left his brother don't mean that it's going to be a bad thing. Let me show you what I mean. 
When the young man left, the Bible says no man gave to him. The young man was out there eating what the pigs ate. But what the Lord showed me was, is even if he is left to his brother, now I've had the experience of having nothing. I've had the experience of eating with the pigs. I've had the experience of nobody giving to me. I've had the experience of folks leaving me out to dry. I've had the experience of folks rejecting me. I've had the experience of folks treating me like trash. So older brother, even if you do treat me like trash, guess what? I'm built for it now. Uh, I now know, even if you make me a servant, I had already made up my mind that's what I was going to be anyway. So you're not doing no damage to me. Even if you make me a servant, I'm okay with being a servant. I asked to be a servant. I'm not worried about it. I thought to myself, are you not going to break me? That's right. Uh, some people, they stay out of church, y'all. They stay out. They stay out because they're worried about the eldest brother. They said, I've been too far out there. I backslid. I went too far. And when I come back, the church folk, don't worry about the church folk. Listen, listen, listen. You done been out there already. You got some what we call experience. Huh. Come on now, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm used to not having nothing. And I'm used to being talked about. And I'm used to being looked down on. And I'm used to it. I'm used to I'm used to nobody giving to me. And I'm used to working with pigs. And I'm used to being dirty. And I'm used to being stinky. So whatever you throw at me, older brother, I'm going to be able to last. I'm going to be able to Because I'm used to the worst of it all. I'm used to the worst of it all. And this is the scripture that the Lord gave me. When I was thinking about this, it reminded me of Joseph. What you meant for evil. What the enemy meant for evil. When y'all walked away, you thought you were going to kill me. But the Lord has used it for my good. Eating with the pigs for my good. Being dirty for my good. Being away for my good. What the enemy, what the enemy, what the enemy, what the enemy means for evil. He said, I'm going to turn it around for your good. The Father's love, the Father's love is with you. Even when you ain't with the Father, the Father's love is working on your behalf. Even when you don't want nothing to do with the Father, he said, I'm going to let him go, but I'm going to let him get some experience. Why did the father let him go? The father let him go because both sins is better than borrowed. He said, I'm going to let you go out there. You're going to follow your face, but now you're going to know how to make it. And I'm gone. You're going to know how to deal with stuff that your older brother don't even know how to deal with. You're going to have some experience. Experience working patience, huh? I'm telling you. So he said, don't, don't, don't look at it as a negative. Pastor Keith, you study and know everything. I'm using it. I'm using their wastefulness. I'm using their wastefulness. You say, God, I got somebody. I've been praying about them, Lord. God, when are they going to come home? God said, why don't you just trust me with them? Don't worry about it. Just trust me with them. I'm teaching them a lot out there. You don't think I am, but I'm teaching them a lot out there. And when they come back home, they're going to be able to serve like they're supposed to serve. Because now they got their mind made up to be a servant. Don't, don't worry. Just, just pray for your son. Just pray for your cousin. Just pray for your daughter. Just pray for your mother. Just pray for your father. Don't worry about the world killing them. The father not going to let them kill. The father not going to let them die. They're going to live, but when they come back home, they're going to be in their right mind and ready to serve. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
That's the with the wisdom, the wisdom of the Father. Why? Why did you let him take that money? Why? Because I wanted to let him learn something. Anybody ever had had a child or a cousin or a brother, anybody, and you kept telling them something, and they wouldn't listen. You kept telling them over and over again, they wouldn't listen. Until finally you said to them, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to see what I mean. You're going to see what I mean. And then they go and they do whatever. And they come back and they say, man, you was right. You got one or two options, two choices. You can say, see, I told you so. Or you can do like this father and wrap them in the love of God. And say, hey, I used to be you. I used to be prodigal too. I know what pig slop tastes like. So I'm not going to rub your nose in it. I, I know what I, what I used to smell like. I'm, I'm not going to rub your nose in it. I, I know what it used to be like to have no shoes on my feet. See, that's the thing about it, y'all. We all been prodigal, so we can love when somebody else is prodigal. We can be patient with our prodigal brother or sister because we were first. I love the Lord. Listen, y'all, that's why I love the Lord. I love the Lord because he heard me. And he delivered me. The Bible says he brought me up also out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my going. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he saw me when I was filthy and covered in muck and mire. The Lord saw me when I made up my mind to turn around. He saw me when I chose to come to Jesus. He saw me. He didn't turn his nose up at me and say, I'm embarrassed to know you. The Lord ran to me and he hugged me and he wrapped his arms around me and he kissed me. And every single time I come to the house of God, if the image in my mind is the Lord's mercy and kindness on me. That's the reason I get so excited. That's the reason I cry sometimes. That's the reason I keep preaching this gospel. That's the reason I pastor when I'm tired. That's the reason I preach when I don't feel like it. Because I remember the mercy of the Lord and the goodness of my Father. And when you do, when you really do, you'll be able to take care of folks with no problem. You'll be able to love your enemy. Amen. You'll be able to be patient. How are you so patient, Pastor Keith? You know why I'm so patient? Because I'm such a screw-up. That's why I'm patient. Because when I see you, I see me. When I see you, I see me. And I look at you and I say, Lord, have mercy on me. When I see you and I see you make the mistakes that you make, I say, Lord, have mercy on me. When my patients want to go down and wants to die, I say, Lord, have mercy on me. Because I see me when I look at you. Hallelujah. I know what it's like. Amen. I know what it's like to be stuck. I know what it's like to be like a broken record. To say, I want to change. I just don't know how. I want to do right, but I can't figure out how. I talked to somebody last week. I know what it's like to say, I want to be happy. But I can't figure out how. But life, life, something happened to me. It's broken and I can't figure out how to put it back together again. But I told you before, that's the beautiful thing about God. I don't care if it's been shattered into a million pieces. 
he can put it all back together again and make it brand new. Hallelujah. Where there are no cracks, where there are no holes, where there are no fissures, he can make it better than what it was before. If you turn and come back to this Father. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning. The Father.